The Afterpod is brought to you by Blackline and U.S. Bank. Hello, Thought Leader listeners, and welcome to another Afterpod episode where we offer you a little something extra about one of our CFO Thought Leaders. Back in 2016, we caught up with Kurt Schmidt, who more than a decade ago exited the healthcare sector to join the ranks of tribal gaming CFOs. To date, Kurt has occupied the CFO office for a number of different tribal gaming enterprises. When we caught up with him last, he provided us with this wonderful snapshot of a CFO's role in tribal gaming. His thoughts were both revealing and concise. Here's Kurt. It just so happened one day I was reading the newspaper ads uh, back in the era when uh, the newspaper uh, uh, had the employment ads, and there was a uh, ad for a CFO at the uh, Ho Chunk Casino in Wisconsin Dells. My wife and I were both gamers. I thought that sounds like a, a real fascinating industry, and the ad didn't uh, specify that any gaming experience was required. So I thought, oh, what the heck? I'll just throw my name in the hat, and uh, lo and behold, I ended up uh, getting the job. You know, Native American casinos are, are pretty much like family businesses. Um, and if you have a family business, who do you want to be in, in the positions, uh, you know, holding the most power and authority? You want a family member. Um, so uh, tribal casinos are, are, are very much like family businesses. So it, it's a very different uh, environment, a different culture uh, than corporate America. Uh, it's probably not for everyone. Um, but... Uh, uh, but it is it is interesting. It's very dynamic, and, and it's very rewarding to see where where the profits go. Um, the tribal casinos make a lot of money, and money goes back into the tribe, and then it's used for you know all sorts of whether it's education or healthcare uh, for seniors, uh, cultural, um, you know, and other social programs, housing. Um, so it, it is very rewarding to see uh, how the money gets spent and, and what it's used for. Uh, often the tribes call uh, the tribal casinos uh, their new buffalo. Um, so, you know, it, it's very different. Technically, there's no taxes at all. Uh, tribally owned uh, business enterprises don't pay state or federal income taxes. However, the states, uh, in order to operate and run a tribal gaming organization, you have to enter into a compact uh, an agreement with that state and the compact uh, has gaming fees uh, so the gaming fees are based on, on you know uh, level of revenues and uh, as you make more money obviously those rates increase and uh, so those tax those gaming fees are the equivalent of, of income taxes technically they're not income taxes they're gaming fees uh, but the tribal casinos pay just as much in these gaming fees to the states that they operate under uh, than, than probably most corporations uh, pay income taxes. Um, and the amount of cash that you're dealing with um, is, is just enormous because um, it's, it's mostly a cash business. Uh, you have some credit card uh, usage uh, in the hotel and in your restaurants, uh, but the majority... Uh, of the business is, is, you know, all through cash. Uh, unlike 
most, uh, I suppose, non-gaming businesses where, you know, you send out an invoice and you've got your receivables and, uh, and money comes in via check or, or ACH or what have you. Uh, but here you're just dealing with, a, you know, a tremendous amount of cash. So I guess that surprised me a little bit. Um, I mean, it just makes sense. Um, but, you know, to actually walk into the cage vault and, and see the amount of cash, you know, millions of dollars on hand, uh, you know, just kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Cage then in turn still falls under the finance umbrella. So the CFO, you know, oversees still has oversight for, for that area as well.